Peter Williams. Researching uh, my recent book, C.S. Lewis versus the New Atheists, it struck me that Lewis had been the old-fashioned kind of atheist who takes philosophy seriously. As an atheist, Lewis rejected scientism. One might say that the atheism of Lucretius saved Lewis from the positivism of A.J. Eyre. Moreover, Lewis didn't lurch from the mistakes of modernism to the mistakes of postmodernism. His love of philosophy produced neither a narrow rationalism nor a romantic anti-rationalism, but a pre-modern wisdom. Lewis knew that reason requires faith in rational insight. And he recognised the value of empirical facts without rejecting the transcendental facts of truth, goodness and beauty. So Lewis attended to arguments against naturalism and for theism. In mere Christianity, he brilliantly popularised the sort of moral argument for God developed by W.R. Sawley's Gifford Lectures on moral values and the idea of God. However, it's the reasons that Lewis gave for abandoning a naturalistic worldview that resonate most incessantly today. It's not only in reading, say, Alvin Plantinga's anti-naturalism argument from evolution that one is reminded of Lewis's anti-naturalistic apologetic in miracles. It's frequently in reading non-theistic scholars like Thomas Nagel, Anthony O'Hare, or Raymond Tallis. One can't separate Lewis's philosophy from his fiction. His philosophy often uses story to elicit rational insight. Uh, Consider Lewis's meditation in a tool shed. His fiction fleshes out a philosophical skeleton, allowing us to, to imbibe the atmosphere of a philosophy. I particularly enjoy the abolition of man through that hideous strength. Lewis teaches us the importance of being nourished by a community of scholarship, including voices of dissent, jointly dedicated to following the argument wherever it leads. And finally, Lewis helps us transcend the chronological snobbery of our own age through the reading of old books, not least those by Lewis himself.